Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. The way you are sitting, I know you are here. Do you know the psychology we do? Oh, you don't know? When we are sitting, I can come straight to you now. The way you are sitting there, if I ask you what I've said in the next one minute, you will be looking at me. Chewing your gum at me. Yeah, I'm serious. Their face. You see, others are laughing. You see, they are not laughing. Because they don't even know what we are saying. They are now, they are now coming. Uh, what is, why are they laughing? They are now trying to figure out. Because they were not here. May you be here. Tell anybody, be here. Be here. Be, here. Yeah. be in the spirit. Amen. Yeah. Are, they are still thinking. They are still thinking. Ah, my sleep wasn't enough. Your sleep. Do you know the time that we, we slept and the time we wake up? Are you here with me? Sometimes you hear, I'll be there when I'm waking up around four. Then you hear General and Co. They're also waking up. You there, you will sleep and wake up at five, six. And the way you are walking to the bathroom, it shows you don't even know where you are going. You model to the bathroom, model back to the bedroom, take one hour to smell pomade. Look at yourself in the mirror. Before you put the dress on, it is 8 o'clock. At the time you come to church, we are sharing the grace. Oh, mapon. Amen. Fulfill your ministry, somebody. Say amen. Tell your neighbor, fulfill your ministry. Don't, don't. There are some people who say, ah, man of God, but God has not called me. You know, do you know what they mean by that? They are waiting for that kind of calling. Meba, meba, meba. Sorry, 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 my friend. Sorry, sorry. You are waiting for that kind of You think we are in 1900. Oh, So we have all been called. We've all been. The day you got born again, you have been called. You have been called out of darkness. So I have a ministry to fulfill. Amen, somebody. Colossians chapter number 4. Colossians chapter number 4. We read verse number 16 and 17. Now when this epistle is read among you, see that it is read also in the church of the Laodiceans. And that you, like Christ, read the epistle from Laodicea. Colossians 4, 16-17. And say to Archippus, put your name there. In place of Archippus, put your name there. And say to Peter, take ye to the ministry which you have received in the law, that you may fulfill it. Take heed. Say, take heed. Praise the Lord. You take pay attention to the ministry you have received in the Lord. It didn't even say from the Lord. If it says from the Lord, that means that say in the Lord we have all received ministry. The moment you come to church, you have something to do. Tell your neighbor you have something to do for the Lord. Every one of us, we have something to do for the Lord. 
We have not just come to church to show up. Oh, this. No, no, no. The definition of you being part of the church is what you are doing. What are you doing? Fulfill. He said, take heed that you fulfill your ministry. May you fulfill your ministry. Second Corinthians chapter number 5, 19. Second Corinthians 5, 19. Look at what he said. Now, you'll be thinking, I don't have a ministry. I want to show you that you have a ministry. I read from verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5. I read from verse number 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Look into your Bible. 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the what? The ministry of reconciliation. So, we have been given a ministry. Verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the work of reconciliation. Now then, we are what? Ambassadors for Christ. Say, I'm an ambassador for Christ. Wow. Maybe you didn't know you're an ambassador. You're a proper ambassador. You are his excellency or her excellency. Amen, somebody. Every ambassador is described as his or her excellency. Why? Because an ambassador in another country is having the same status as the president who sent him or her. So the ambassador of UK to Ghana is like the prime minister in the UK. They have the same. That is why the ambassadors, you see them having the flags of their country on their vehicles. Why? It's only the president that in this country can drive with the country flag. You cannot see the ministers. You cannot see any citizens. But the, when the president is coming, he has the Ghana flag on his car. That is the status. But if you are an ambassador of Ghana to America, when you are driving, the flag of Ghana is there. To tell the Americans, I'm the ambassador from Ghana. Are you getting what I'm saying? And everybody will identify you. Their number plates are different. Everything about them, different. They give them state protocols because they are like the president. Everybody who sees them say, oh, your excellency, your excellency. It's the same way you are as an ambassador of Jesus Christ in this world. When people see you, they must give you heavenly respect. They must give you heavenly protocols because you are representing Christ in this world. Everything that you do, your appearance, your, your way of life, everything must represent Christ because you are an ambassador and you are here to tell the world, hey, be reconciled to God. That is your ministry. We have been given this ministry. So you cannot be in that office and you, nobody knows you as a Christian. When the bad things, when they are looking for somebody who can help to steal money in the office, you are the one they come to consult. You are the, 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 chief, the chief thief. When they are looking for corruption, corruption lovers, 
they, they, they call your name. May your name never come out for bad things. I say, may your name never come out for bad things. Amen, somebody. Say, I have a ministry from Christ. And that is why you come to church. You come to church so that by telling you what to do, you'll be able to fulfill your ministry. See, you are hearing the word today. As you are hearing it, the Holy Ghost will trigger something in your heart. Maybe some of you after church, oh, I want to join the choir. Man of God, I want to do something in the church. It is the result of what you have just heard. If you have not come to church, you will not have known that there's an importance of coming to church. Maybe if you have not come to church today, you may never have known that the church is not for the pastor, but the church is for Jesus. If you have not come to church today, you may never have known that what we do here, we do it for the Lord. Maybe you never have known that. That is why you must come to church all the time. Because every day... from the Lord that you may not have heard before. Even if you have heard before, maybe you have forgotten. And then the Holy Ghost will remind you and say, this is what I'm telling you. Be reminded by what I'm saying again. Are you here with me? Amen. So you come to church so that you can fulfill your ministry. Number three. You come to church to receive the necessary nourishment to grow spiritually. The necessary nourishment. Are you writing? You come to church to receive the necessary nourishment to grow spiritually. It is only in church that you hear spiritual things being said. Are you here with me? It's only in church that you hear spiritual things being taught. Here you will not come and hear um, 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 pie chart, the square root of two is this. You will not, you will not come and hear financial economics, okay? Adam Smith definition of economic. No, you will not hear it here in church. Are you here with me, somebody? You will not come in here. Uh, matter is anything that has space. And, uh, uh, and occupy. Oh, that matter. Well, I've been forgotten my definition of matter. That has what? That has weight and occupy space. Could you imagine? Yeah, you will not come in here, all those things. In the church, we don't teach theories. We don't teach theories. We teach life transformational things. Amen. We teach you things that will transform your life. That is why in Romans chapter number 12, look at what it says. Romans 12. Romans chapter number 12. I read verse number 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable ministry. Okay? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So how can you be transformed? You can only be transformed when you hear the word. You know, there are some people, I've been observing you. When I stand here, some of you, not by prophetic eyes, I can call you and tell you who you are. By the observation I've observed about you all this while when you come to church. You know, there are some people, you will never say, read the Bible for them to read. They are sitting here. There are some people, tell them, look into the Bible, they will never look into it. See, such people, they have not been transformed. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You see, what will make you know that you, as a Christian, you have been transformed, is that you know the things you used to do some time ago. You know. 
you know the kind of thoughts you used to have some time ago. You know the kind of words you used to say. The moment you see those things disappearing from you, you should know that transformation has come. Are you here with me? You know, you see this lady, Miriam. First, you will never see her in church on Sunday. You will never see her. Now, she's here every day. There's transformation. If like when you close access, she has transformed big time. Now she's seeing that her life is now glorious than before. There are some people, they, every time when they come to church, they are sleeping, they are still sleeping. No transformation. No transformation. How, how can you come to church and sleep? And for how long will you hear the word of God come to you and it doesn't change your life? It is only in church that we can tell you, Charlie, the importance of prayer. In the world, they will not tell you the importance of prayer. In the church, we will teach you to love spiritual things. We will teach you to love the things of God. In the world, they will never tell you. The world will tell you, go after money. The world will tell you, you see, if you have money, you can have everything. The world paints the picture like money is the solution for every problem. Yet there are people who have plenty of money and they are still carrying a lot of problems. Or you don't know. Amen. So your transformation can only take place if you become addicted to church. Nobody should call you come to church. You must grow beyond that. In fact, if you are still in this church and then the follow-up team have to call you tomorrow, make sure you come to church. Because we know if we don't call you, you will not come. You have not transformed. You are not growing. Now, you, we do this thing to believers who just got born again. The, the, those who have just come inside, fresh, fresh, fresh. We, we have to call them, Charlie, come to church. Sister, come to church. Come to church. You know, at that early stage, you have to crawl, But when you realize that, Charlie, when you are, you have to Charlie, but I saw it. Amen. There are some people who say, I didn't come to church. Nobody called me. No. Ah. At this stage of your life, you have grown gray hair in the church. You have become senior citizen in the church. You didn't come to church. Nobody, and you are, why well, nobody called me? Hey! <laughs> you are not growing. Tell your neighbor, it's time to grow up. Okay. Oh, look straight into the eyes of your neighbor and say, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. No, there are some people when they, when they come to church and we are teaching. Say, oh man of God, hurry up and let's pray. I came to church to pray. I want to pray. I want to pray. Ah. You see, when you are growing in the Lord, do you know what happens? Everything we do in the church, you are happy about it. You are happy. If you come to church 7 and we close at 7 p.m. in the night, you are happy. Somebody, the moment it crosses 9, Ah, now someone, someone point, sorry, nine. I said nine, now, but the appointment I said nine fifteen. Yeah, I'm poor, I'm sorry. And now no me trasso because you're poor nine. No me got trasso. I'm panel chairman. They are not happy that we have closed past nine. They are not happy until you see yourself not being happy about the things in the church. You are not growing. May you begin to grow so that the things in the church will make you happy. Oh, tell your neighbor, oh, amen. I won't can you see, 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 that's it. Amen. Yeah. You must be happy. Happy by the song we sing. Well, there are some people, they, when they come to church, they are not happy. 
They are looking, they are looking so sad. Why should you be sad in church? You can never be sad in church. Amen. Hebrews chapter number six. Hebrews chapter number six. I will finish this thing. It's only level two, then we'll pray. And then the choir the, the says can come and take over. Hebrews chapter number six. I read verse number one. Can, can we all read it together? It's so powerful. Let's read Hebrews chapter number six, verse number one. Let's read it together. If you are there, wave your hand. Let me see. Wow. Okay. So let's read it together. One to go. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Elementary teachings. There are some things that are basic, elementary. I don't have to be repeating elementary teachings. Like, do you know some of the elementary teachings? Come to church early. It's, it's baby. I should not be telling you. Eh? Jerry, do you understand what I'm saying? At this stage, I should not be telling Jerry. Uh, why didn't you come to church? Ah, you, you, you've gone past that level. TBK, are you here with me? Come past that. When I mention your name, you should know I'm telling you something. Amen, somebody. You know, you see, you've gone past that level. Say, I've gone past that level. You've gone past that level where we have to call you. Oh, please come to church. There's some, there are some people you have to massage them. And they will come to church. No, no, you've gone past that level. There are some people, they wake up in the morning, they want a cup of coffee. You know, the small saucer. They just take it, they sip it, they say, I'm okay. There are some people too, they are looking for, you see, Jog, you know jog? I call it jog. The big one. You see, when they see you taking the cup of like that, they are not happy. But they, they want the big, the big cup like this. That is why when they drink, they will feel they have eaten breakfast. You know. But you see, the essence of breakfast is not just to fill your stomach, but just to kick start your body and your, your brain. The difference. But you have gone past that level. Oh, you are not here. We don't have to be crawling you to come to church. So the elementary teachings must be put aside. So that you can now begin to grow. It is in church that you can begin to grow. In the church now, here, that is where we can teach you certain things. That will help you mature quickly in the Lord. Very important scripture we have to read. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter number 12. Matthew 12, I read verse number, from verse number 30. Matthew chapter number 12, I read from verse, uh, no, the, probably the, the text will make it so long, but so let's jump to verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 33, from verse 33. Now, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers. How can you be in evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, what speaks? The mouth speaks. So it is in church that we can make the tree that represents your life. That is it, your life. So it is in church that we can make your life good. And it's in church. You see, when you come to church, all of the bad seed in you is taken away 
so that we can help you grow to become spiritually sound. Amen. Yes. There are some people who don't love anything about the church. They don't love anything about Christ. They don't. But when you come to church, the teachings will help you. Amen. The teachings will help you. Let me tell you. You see, some of us, we, we, um, last week I saw one man of God. is having church service under the sun. Okay, under the sun. Bishop Dark. Under the sun. And Mampo. So, there's an open space. And people are sitting under the sun. Some people are having umbrellas. But they are sitting under the sun. And they are enjoying the service. You come here, you see, you have moved from under the sun. You are, you are taking cover here. Amen. People have moved from under, they are taking cover. We will take the canopies off. And we'll sit under the sun. When you come to church. And see if you come to church or you don't come to church. Is that what that what will tell you if you are in church for comfort or you are in church for Christ? That Jesus Christ who saved you and I, do you know where he was sleeping? You know where he was sleeping, right? A cave. Today, ah, me. Should I go and sleep in a cave? Do you know who I am? Whoever you are, Jesus made who you are. Amen. In respect, there was a picture. I, I don't know whether I shared it with the church page. There are people who were having fellowship in Iceland. Snow at and serious. And they don't have an auditorium. And they have used the ice. They have carved out a place of fellowship in the ice. And they have worn their ice jacket. And, they, and the man of God has put his podium there and having church service. And they were having church service in the ice. May you grow to this level. Now you see, when you see people complaining, ah, that place is hot. Oh, that place is not comfortable. That, they are still babies. They have not grown. Do you, do you know that the part in this world that there's a lot of money? Can I tell you? You see, the people who go for the oil, they are always dead. Some of you, if you see the work that they are doing, you say, I don't want to do this work. Ah, this work that I'm always full of debt. You know? But when you see how much those guys are making, you respect their debt. You respect their debt. You want white collar job. I want to sit in the office. I'm a, I like typing computer. I like, I like air conditioning. Yet your, your salary is somebody's money for one minute. Your monthly 30 days, you are taking home 700 cities. Somebody is making 700 cities every minute. Seconds. Seconds. And you, when you see where those people are working, you say, I don't want to work there. I don't want to work there. Most of the time, the, the jobs you even don't like, that is, where, that is what makes the most of money. You are looking. I have my CV. I saw a brown envelope. Bring me the brown envelope. Let me demonstrate something. Get me the brown envelope. And then they wear their shoes like the way I'm wearing. And then they'll be carrying their brown envelope. They are CV around. Say, man, I'm going to pray for my CV. I need a job. And they are wearing their suit. They'll go and drop the envelope here. Bah. Bah. They'll walk the whole of Accra looking for a job that will pay them 500 cities a month. 500 cities a month. It's not sad. You know why I'm bringing this thing in? I'm bringing this thing in is that because it's in the church that we can make your life beautiful. And then whatever goes on in the church must not get you to complain. Why? Because the value of what Christ has brought to you surpasses any inconvenience that you can ever experience in the church. 
Are you getting it? That's why I'm using the oil and the gold people example. The money they are making, it doesn't make them complain that their working gear is dirty. It doesn't make them complain that they are going 30, 30 meters under the ground. If you go to the mining communities, one they go there. Under the ground, it's a whole city. Under the ground. That is where they go and get the gold. And they get the oil. But because of the value of what they are getting, they don't even care. May you never care about the inconveniences. May your focus be on Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. So make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. Your life shall be good from today. I say your life shall be good from today. Four. Reason you must come to church. Last but one point, then we are done. So that you can encounter the corporate power of God. The reason you come to church is to encounter the corporate power of God. Say the corporate power of God. Now go to the same book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 18. Matthew chapter number 18. Let's read from verse number 19. Matthew chapter number 18, verse number 19, it says, now let's, let's add 18, so that you enjoy that one. Matthew 18, from verse 18, to verse number 20. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. You didn't say amen. Whatever you do, what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose shall be loose so until you bind it's not bound and until you lose it's not loosed 19 again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name i am there in the midst of them he said where two or three I got it. You see, God hears you when you pray in the secret. No two ways. But there's another dimension when you come together to pray with the rest of us. Are you getting it? He said, where two or three gather and they pray about something, God hears them. So there's a corporate kind of anointing that takes place when you come to church that you will not experience when you are alone. Yes, I'm not saying God is not with you. God is with you. You experience God. But there's another level of experience that you will not get when you are alone praying. When you are alone by yourself. You will not get it. That is why, you see, during the lockdown, when our physical fellowship was taken away from us, some of us, like me, I felt it. Because I realized that no matter what, nothing can replace our physical coming together. Because you can watch TV all that you want. You can join us in fellowship through the internet. But nothing beats weak coming together fellowshipping with one another face to face because that fellowship is in another level amen may you never miss this kind of physical fellowship yeah don't let anything no excuse is good enough to take you out of our physical fellowship i'd rather give excuse to that excuse than to miss church service amen when we come together now look at what happened let's let's look at something happening and I, I'm saying this to connect to what I'm just sharing. Go to Acts chapter 12. Look at Acts chapter 12. I want to show you something that happened. And why you must not play with coming to church. 
Some of you, you have been praying alone. If only you have been coming together to pray with the rest of us, that thing that you are asking God for would have been done a long time ago. Look at Acts chapter number 12. Sorry. I, um, Acts chapter number 12. Now, look at what happened. Let's read from verse number 1. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now, so he killed James and wanted to kill Peter. Now, it was during the days of unleavened bread. You remember? Um, Pastor Bayer was teaching about our living bread last week. So it was during the days of Easter that Herod seized, he killed James and wanted to kill Peter as well. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squad of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in, in prison, but constant prayers was Prayer was offered to God for him by what? By the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. And now behold, angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up. Now what's the point I'm trying to make? Peter would have been dead if not for the prayers of the church. What you are going through in your private life could have been resolved if you have brought it for the church to pray with you. You didn't hear what I'm saying? No, there are some people who think that I can solve the problem my own way, but you belong to a church. You see, the corporate prayer of the church is very powerful. Don't, it is good to pray by yourself. I'm not saying it's not good. Very powerful to pray by yourself. But I guess the point in time, you need the prayer of the two. And of the three. Are you getting it? When something is going on in your life that you know you have prayed about, the thing is still there. Don't sit on it. Bring it to the church level. They killed James. The guy was going to kill Peter. But constant prayer was made by the church for him. Every day when they met, because in the early, early church, they met every day for church service. Not in our days, two, three times a week. Every day they were meeting. Every day when they met, they were praying. God, send your angels to release Peter. Send. So when you bring the issue to the prayer point like this, what you do, we all together. Lord, do this thing for our brother. Do this thing for our sister. You bring the prayer up to the corporate level. Where together, the hearts are knitted. So when God hears the prayer of the saints, plural, he say, wow, this thing must be an important issue. Angels, go. to church because when you come to church when the prayers are lifted most often than not you find some prayer connected to your something are you getting it and then as we pray together you realize that angels are released and answers are released for you are you here with me so don't don't allow don't allow just oh i can pray my bedroom syndrome to get to you oh even if i didn't go to church i can join them in fellowship no no Nothing beats this corporate association. This corporate fellowship, nothing beats it. Tell your neighbor, nothing beats our corporate coming together. Nothing beats it. Amen. 
from today may nothing remain standing in your life as you come together in fellowship last point then we are done five the reason you must come to church is so that you can receive family care say family care say family care amen and these are some of the things i was talking about last um two weeks we came and we we're praying we prayed some prayer one of us here he i know he's not here this morning because i know where he is he he told me that the prayers we were praying you know touched him so much that very day he sent me a message and said i have received answers to the prayer the thing that we were praying just today today as soon as i go home i had the call and the answer that's why he's not here because he has traveled to that place amen when we come together and we pray it's so beautiful five receive family care the church is a family i said it earlier on remember the church is a family and every family must take care of its own you see if you don't behave like a family member don't just come you know there are some people they behave like you know they show up they don't show up and then when they need something for the church then they will come pastor i've been coming to church come and do this for me Uh, uh, uh-uh not me not me now some of you uh, (laughs) when we are looking for people to do something in the family we are not finding you but when you want a pastor to come and do something for you then you come oh apostle i need a pastor that day i also tell you i'm going to attend to other family members oh i'm serious amen we receive family care when we are in the church i want to show you something ephesians chapter 3 ephesians chapter number 3 Look at what happened. Verse 14 and 15. Ephesians 3 from verse 14. He said, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom, what happens? The whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family. Say the whole family. So realize that we are in a family. Tell you that we are in a family. This is a family business. Amen. So when you, you are not just joining a church as in a, a registered organization, you are part of the family of Christ. Ephesians 3, 14 to 15. So I'm part of a family. As a family member, what is your credential? What are you doing? Amen. I, I'm, I'm your senior brother here in this family. Because I'm the senior pastor here. Amen. Yeah. So... Our father has given me the the mandate to bring you messages from the kingdom and to tell you to do things as a family member. This is how we take care of ourselves. As a family, we must always be there for each other. It's only in church that you can get certain assistance that you never get anywhere. Some of you, your biological siblings will never mind you in times of certain need and in time of certain trouble but you get those support in the church do you know that there are many many people you see there are some people they will not come to church oh a family program in the village family this family that but when there's a problem in their life you will never find any family member supporting them but they will come to the church and then the pastor will leave everything and will follow them and get the resolved. yet they will not be committed to church if you if you are like that you better repent because me i'm watching you <laughs> Tell your neighbor, a person is watching you. I'm watching. I'm watching you with my eyes. 
There are some people we are looking for. We go for evangelism. We want people to come for evangelism. Oh, there's, there's a funeral in the village. I have been called. You go to that funeral. Go. When something happens, don't come and call us. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Don't come and call us. Luke chapter 9. Go to Luke chapter 9. I want to show you something. This is a family thing. But Jesus said something. Eh? He said, in the last days, people shall be given to marriage. People shall be marrying. There will be party all over the place. People will be making marriage, enjoying festivals, doing this. And boom! And then he will appear. Hey, hey! Jesus, Jesus. No, no, no. He came for the church first. If you are not found in the church, bye-bye. You go through the tribulation. If you manage to survive the tribulation, he will come for you the second time. But why should you wait to go through the tribulation to go to heaven? You think it's going to be easy? Those who will not go to heaven the very first time when Jesus appears, you think it's going to be easy? Don't try to say, oh, man, call first timer. I have a second opportunity to go the second one. The second time you may not survive. Are you here with me? You better work that when the first time Jesus appears, bam, you go with him. Don't wait for the second time. For the second time, many people would, would, wickedness will be like every day, survival of the fittest. The devil will come after you. Deny Jesus or will kill you. If you had done it right, when Jesus came, maybe you were in the church, you are sweeping the church, and then pampana, then the, the Jesus will come with your broom. Whilst you are sweeping, ah, you are taking, maybe you have come for choir rehearsals, as you are singing, Pampana, then the microphone will just fall off. Wow, I'm going. Wow, you go and join the heavenly orchestra singing. Maybe as I'm teaching like this, Pampana, oh, Charlie, away, bus. We are going. That is the best way to go. As we are in evangelism, Jesus loves you. As you are busy sharing the chat, Pampana, say, May May that be your story in Jesus' name. May that be your story. Don't wait and be. Say, so we, are, we are going for a funeral. I'm going for a naming ceremony. I'm going for this. I'm going for this. Let me tell you. That is not why you are here. That's not why you are here. Ah, well, very, very soon. It is general. Those of you will be married. It is general will come and be blessing your marriage. We, we were not called to be blessing marriage. Though. Prophets will come and bless your marriage. Amen, somebody. Luke chapter number 9. Luke chapter 9. Let me show you something. Let's read from verse 57. Luke chapter 9 from verse 57. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. He said, I will follow you wherever you go. That powerful statement. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes. Bears of the air have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Then he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my what? Bury who? Imagine your father is dead. Your biological father is dead. Serious funeral in the house. And then you don't go to that funeral, but you came to church. What, what do you think people say about you? They will say you killed your father. Isn't that what they will say? God, yeah. he killed his father. He could not come to the funeral. But you see? Look at, okay, let's read it. I want you to see the comment of Jesus. Let me go first bury my father. I'll come and follow you. And Jesus said to him, 
let the dead do what? Bury their own dead. But you go and preach the kingdom of God. He <laughs> said, let the dead bury their own dead. You go and preach the kingdom. Tell your neighbor, you. Oh, look, 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 look. Say, you go and preach the kingdom. Go and preach the kingdom. Go and preach the kingdom. There are some of you, they will not even invite you. You heard it. You are the first in the house. Hey, Kojo, why are you not in church? Oh, Apostle, there's some wedding in the house. And I came since Wednesday. I have been cooking, sweeping. I've been helping. That is why I did not come to church. Oh, they have given you, they think they have given you a very good sounding excuse. What is so good of an excuse than you telling Jesus that I'm going to bury my father? Uh, tell me. I'm going to bury my, my father is dead though. The one who gave birth is dead. Jesus said, don't waste your time on that funeral. But you go and preach the gospel. Are you seeing the mentality of the kingdom? Now, are you getting it? So you cannot be in church for one year, six months, three years, two years, and you are still thinking, funeral, every funeral, I must be there. Every name is... I don't remember the last time I went. Even recently, there was a wedding in my house. This is general. Ask me if I went. I don't have time. That, oh, I'll go, I'll go to... I'll go to wedding. Every wedding, I'm there. Every funeral in the house, I'm there. For what reason? No. That's not how we are. When you see yourself growing in Christ, there are certain things in this world you don't spend time on again. Are you here with me? Yeah, you don't spend time again. The, the money you go, you see usually when you go to funeral to we give you money, you want to show that I'm from the city. Bogabefi. Then you will give you money there. Hey, bra, bra, hey, bra, bra, hey, bra, bra. They'll do the bra, bra to your money finish. And then when you want to come back, Charlie, I will send it to you. Family first. Say family first. Say my church family first. Yeah. That is my attitude. I'm being honest with you. Not because I'm the pastor here, but this is who I am. I have shared it with you. There have been some times, right? That I remember there was, uh, my own brother was getting married. My mom knows me so much. You know what she did? She called me. She spoke to me for two hours. He said, you are know you. If I don't call to talk to you, you will not go to this wedding. I said, ah, I'll try and go. He said, no, don't tell me I'll try. I want to see you there. When you get there, take a picture and send it to me. <laughs> and that day, that day, I had some program in church. And the thing was taking place in Akosombo. So I did my calculation. I said, okay. I called my pastor. I said, all right. I can dash down to Akosombo by this, this, this. I'll dash back. As soon as I got there, I showed myself. I said, blah, blah, blah. Into a picture. And then I, I got some family members. Picture. Back, back, back. Away. I disappeared. And I sent it to the old lady. I was there. <laughs> How was it? I said, it was very powerful. And then he, she called other people. Did, did, did you see him? So he came, he came. But we didn't see him again. I said, ah, but I went, I was there. I told you. The couple was wearing his dress. They said, I disappeared. That's how it is. Because I didn't want her to get, you know, disappointed I didn't go. I just rushed back to church to do my church stuff. That is the mentality. May you grow to this level in Jesus' name. Now, when you see people prospering and growing and doing great things in the Lord, there are sacrifices they have paid. 
I'm telling you, before the Lord on judgment day, your father will not be there. Your mother will not be there. All these family people who will tell you, don't go to church, come. They will not be there. Oh, they will not be there. Tell anybody they will not be there. But on that day, you alone before God. And do you know what will follow you? Your works. These are the only things that you have. The things you have done in the church is what will accompany you before the Lord on the day of judgment. And then, if all the things that are following, funerals, naming ceremony, engagement, wedding, festivals, uh, this, this, these are the things. And God looks at you, he will just look behind you. What are following you? Engagement. Ah, so no soul is following you. So you, you came all the way from earth to heaven. You didn't bring one soul. Hey! Ask your neighbor, how many souls are following you right now? Some of them, they were not here on Friday. Come. Put your hands together for Apostle Sistus. Give him the microphone. I, I, want, I want you to hear he went to heaven recently. He didn't know, but he went to heaven recently. Take your time. Don't talk like you're fast, fast, fast. Take your time and talk. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Take your time. Break things down. I want okay. every... Please pay attention to you. Obia, give him volume. Let them hear the thing well, well, well. What did you see when you went okay, to heaven? so... Um, I was taken to heaven. And uh, the angel was showing me around. So he showed me this building. A very big mansion. Tell, you are cutting the story short. Okay, so... Um, I had a dream. Uh-huh. And... I was in a plane with someone. Yeah. No, 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 you have jumped the thing. You said, you, you messed and then said, let's go. Yes, so I was... Start the thing well. Okay, uh -huh. okay so, um, <laughs> Apostle General and I were having a discussion one night. Uh -huh. And I went to the room and I was thinking about it. Uh -huh. And I fell asleep. Uh -huh. So all of a sudden, in the dream, I was still thinking about it. So, um, a man walked to me and was like, come and let's go, follow me. So we got to the airport, we entered the plane, all of a sudden we landed somewhere. So he took me to a very big mansion, mansion, very big. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is Apostle's building, his building here. I was like, I'm oh. still building, no, I'm not done, I'm still building. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, I'm not surprised, I know Apostle, he can build this mansion. The boy was like, no, 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 we don't use physical money to build this building here, but it's the works that he's doing. Yeah. Amen. Did you hear that? You will not clap for the Lord because you, 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 some of you have not even laid your foundation in heaven. Some people have not started their foundation in heaven. I, I was telling them, we were telling them Friday, some of you, you see people sleeping on the street in Accra. Some of you be sleeping on the street in heaven. Because you are not building your house. You will be hustling in heaven. Ah! You, so, People were living ghetto life in, in earth. You want to go and live a ghetto life in heaven? Ghetto life in heaven. When, see, I'm building my mansion. And he said, it's not with physical money. It's the souls I am winning. The preaching I'm preaching every day. The fast, you, I'm fasting for you. You are eating fried rice. Banku fufu. And I'll be fasting, praying. Kato say, Lord bless them. Ma kato say, bless them. I'm fasting and praying and fasting. You not even say, oh Lord, has my pastor eaten? You even cross your mind. And when I got to heaven and then the Lord said, thou good and faithful servant, this is your mansion. Come and have your rest. You think I'll take you in? 
You be, tell your neighbor, you better start building your own mansion. You see, tell your neighbor, you not hate. It's part of what you use. I said, tell your neighbor, start building your mansion in heaven. Or you sleep on the street. Oh. Amen. He said, he said, you don't go and bury your father. Go and preach the kingdom. There are some of you, the, the, the call just comes. Oh, okay. If I'm coming right now. You don't even think. If there's church tomorrow or there's no church. Somebody came to tell me he's traveling. I said, today is Friday. You are telling me you want to travel today. Tomorrow is Saturday. We'll go for evangelism. Sunday, we'll have church service. You do something in the church. Wait and go Monday. The Monday was a holiday. You see the way I'm thinking. I was telling him, don't travel this night. If you want to travel, look at the days. If it is Friday, you know you are in church. Saturday, we do some things in church. Sunday. So if you... I used to be traveling a lot until Corona came. Have you ever seen me traveling on a weekend before? You bear me witness. I will never travel on a weekend. I will always come and do church service. If I will travel, Monday. Mondays were the days I usually travel. I will not never travel outside of Ghana on a weekend. Hey, no! I have church. And I will travel on a Monday. I said this thing to this guy. This guy said, he doesn't come to church again. Yeah, I don't mean to have said it. See, we are trying to tell you something. Think heavenly. Have a heavy mentality. You see, let me tell you the difference between religiosity and what we do in Christ. Some people, when they need something from the Lord, then they'll come to church. That is religion. It's not when you need something, that's when you come to church. Let the life of Christ permeate through everything you do. Are you getting it? In your thinking. Nothing can come between church time and... Uh-uh. Even as I'm standing here, I'm not eating. Some of you ate before coming. It, see, when it's time for church, my, my whole DNA changes. My whole DNA changes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. It's church time. It's serious business. So, don't let... You are part of a real family. Say, I'm part of a real family. This is your family. Yeah. Some of you, the plan, where, what you have been through and what I've come to do for you, none of your family members could have done that for you. Not because I'm your pastor. Because you are, I have the mentality. They are part of a family. I am the senior brother in the church. I cannot let my other brothers, you know, and sisters go through what they are going through. I must be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. When things are happening in your life, we are always there. Because you are part of the family. Are you getting it? So in the church, don't be saying, my family, my family, this is your family. Say, this is my family. This is my family. Yeah. If, it is, it, if, if your appointment is contradicting with your family meeting, master, you better adjust yourself. General, I used to be telling him, this man sitting here, those days, every weekend, he will go to the village. They will call him. There's a funeral in the house. Come. There's this in a, and I said, General, if you want to grow in the Lord, you better start doing what I'm doing. And they will respect you for it. When he stopped it, he realized that his life has become better. Now, one day, his father told me that you, even when we tell you to come, you will not come. So we will not tell you. We are just letting you know that somebody has died. 
He said, we just want you to know that someone has died in the house. But we tell you to come, you will not come. Oh, yes. May you get to that level. I said, may you get, you will not say the amen well. I said, may you get to that level. You will not understand. Because you, you see, let me tell you. Who, who goes to bury the dead? Is it church, uh, family members or the church, the church who buries the dead? Have you ever been to the a family funeral where the Ebu Shapeng is the one conducting the funeral service? Now I'm telling you, I'm asking you something so you start thinking. Have you ever been to the graveside where it is Ebu Shapeng who is putting the dead body in the ground? It's not a pastor who does it. The pastor who does it. That should tell you. That even those people who wanted you to come to the funeral, they still rely on the church to bury their dead. You are not getting the revelation here. <laughs> So if you are afraid of, oh, nobody will bury the dead. Eventually, they bury the dead. Let the dead bury the dead. You go and preach. If you don't go, what would they do? They would just talk, 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 talk. Bram. One day they will start respecting you for your decisions. And you are Romans 12, then we are done. Singers, get ready. Romans 12. Then we are done. Romans 12. I read verse number 10. Oh, 9 and 10, sorry. Let love be without hypocrisy. Don't be a hypocrite when it comes to love. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly. Whoa, I'm reading from verse 9. Sorry. 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 Okay, let me, let me. I'm reading from verse 9. No problem. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the law, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. So it's in the church that, you see, we give, we help people out. We help people out. That's why I'm saying, don't show up. Listen, the pastors, they bear me witness. And I, one, this time, I'm, 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 I'm going to be very, very strict on this. Do you know what happens? There are some people who just showed up in church. Here. They come once. And they will come and they will cry. I need help. I need help. We'll give them the help. They don't show up again. But the Bible says we cannot stop doing good. But the point is this. There are people here who are bona fide members who also need our help. We must pay attention to them. We must pay attention to them. I know what I'm saying. Yeah, we must pay attention to them. Yeah, we, 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 see, look at us. But we help people. We do so many great things. We do so many powerful things. We thank God for those opportunities. We will never stop doing good. Say, I'll never stop doing good. Never, 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 never. We will never. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter how people pay us back. We will never. Our payment comes from God. So don't, don't say, oh, this person, I did, I did, this thing and the person didn't mind me. Let's continue doing good. Yeah, sometimes it can be painful, but forget it. Amen. In the church, those who are committed, 
we must take care of them. Are you getting it? And there are some of you, I know people who have gotten scholarships to go to universities, their families couldn't have raised money to pay because of their commitment in church. The church sponsored them to go and learn courses that they are paying thousands of dollars to learn. Family care. There are some families that are dependent on the church for their daily bread. Family care. Are you getting what I'm saying? I know, I know churches who are constantly paying medical bills for their members. Constantly. Doing so many things. The church of God is all about the people. It's all about the people. See, it's all about the people. God is a people God. He thinks about you. So your commitment in church is about the commitment to the uplifting of people so that they can see the glory of God and give him the thanks. Amen. So when you come to church, it's a place to receive care. Say receive care. Be committed. You must think about one another. When you see your brother or your sister going down a road, be there to be. The Bible says we should think about one another even more than ourselves. Amen. Always make sure that other people are living a so if I'm making sure that prophet is living a good life and he's also making sure that I'm living a good life, who will be lacking? Nothing. Because I'm thinking about him. He's also thinking about me. So at the end of the day, come. So at the end of the day, we are always together. You see, I am furnishing him and nourishing him. He's also nourishing me. And then he doesn't lack. I see something he's lacking in his life. And I say, Charlie, imam. So shape the beard. You see? You see, I'm nourishing him. So if he shapes the beard like my own, you see, aha, nice. Are you getting the whole thing now? So that is how we care for one another. You don't say, ah, Charlie, what about you? Fubika home. fine. No. It's not like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When you see somebody coming to church and it's not dressed well, you just, after church, you just call the person and say, my brother, what is your size? You don't even say, why have you not wearing a Gucci shoe? You know what a Gucci shoe is. Now, why, why are you not wearing a shoe today? So Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.